Now then, hello everyone. Oh, look at that. How are you doing, everyone? Straight into the chat there, I can see everybody. And first off, apologies for kind of anyone who kind of turned up. I said there's a comment there. Been waiting since 10 a.m. to the this morning. Yes, I got me time time zones all wrong. I think I thought I was kind of doing for the Australian crew out there, but apologies for that. It's um <laughs> a little hiccup, you know what I mean? But uh, actually, there was loads in the chat as well. So uh, nice of you to kind of come over and say hello. But I was actually in the in the polytechnic doing a, doing a video, to be honest. So, yes, thank you very much. So the, the usual kind of things. If you want a, a question answered, pop it on capitals, and that would be fantastic. You know what I mean? Say capitals so I can I can see it, and we'll try and get the it. You know, there's, there's loads of questions, but... You know what I mean? It's uh, be nice if uh, you could put it in capitals to draw my eye to your special question. Another bit of house tidying. Next week it's on Tuesday. Yes, next week's on Tuesday. I've got a I've got to work night shift, so I've agreed with everyone there. So next week is Tuesday, and hopefully we might have Jesse from Plot Thirty Seven on as well. So that's something to look forward to. If you ever watched her latest or one of her latest videos, it's going to be great to have a chat. Not great to have a chat with her, but she's lost all her tomatoes, which was just like gut wrenching. Do you know what I mean? So it'd be kind of nice to get an update on that as well. So yes, let us just—I tell you what—let's just see. Are we all there? Let's just bring in everyone there just to say hello. We'll run the intro in a second. How is everybody? Okay. Thank you. For, oh, look Hi. at these happy, happy faces. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Right, let us begin then with the intro. Yes, so welcome, welcome to the Potty Mouth Garden Club. Let me bring in all of them. Like I said, it's been nice. It's, I'll tell you what it is, man. I'm finding it's busy, busy, busy time now. It's like, I'm yes. even now, like, waking up. Not waking up, but, you know, I wake up early anyways. But thinking this to do, that to do, that to do. It just feels like this snowball's getting bigger, this kind of, you know, like, this pollen ball is getting bigger and bigger. Steve, are we getting, you must be working eight-hour shifts up there, lad. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I've actually had a bit of a week more away from the garden than actually on the garden, as you know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What's them on your head? Eh? Are you getting a bit professional now there, lad? Oh, I know. Look at that. Oh, look, look at that. <laughs> and the camera work. Oh, the camera is showing you in... If this is Cockermouth's bloody chip and deals we've got in front of me. <laughs> so Brilliant. how are we, how are we doing, lad? Are you, are you good? What, you, you must be up there loads in your garden, are you? I'm doing doing a bit, but not as much as I'd like to. As I was just starting to say, I've, uh, I've had to buy a new computer this week, so I've been getting all that set up. And uh, thanks to JB also for uh, getting my sound up and running for us. That was uh, really decent of you. Um, 
It was a little bit scary at one point because we didn't even realize we didn't even couldn't. There was no sound coming from Steve, and at all, <laughs> at all yes. So, have you been up to the garden? Then are you just kind of watering? I just you know what I mean that kind of stuff. Or are you actually oh, doing? Yeah, I've been, I haven't. I haven't been full on getting into some jobs, but I have been going up and uh, doing some bits and bobs. But um, to be honest with you, I am a little bit behind, but hopefully I'll catch up over this next week right, or two now. Right, right. Things oh. like sowing seeds. I, I haven't sowed oh. any seeds oh, now. Sure. I pressed the wrong... Sorry, I pressed... <laughs> it's a good That's job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like playing with some, like, you know, something unusual. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time I've walked handsome for 30 years. <laughs> Actually, I was meant to press it for Audrey there. I can't even see me on the keyboard there. So, oh God! <laughs> well, I'll put. Sorry, but I'll put Audrey. How are you doing, girl? How are you doing, last year? Very good. Very yes. good. Yes. What What's it like? It, you know, because your seasons are kind of the start and the stop pretty suddenly. You must. Are you in the full throw? Like a good spring now, or are you? Oh, oh, we're we're almost into summer, right? But today it's freezing, so uh, I give up sometimes. Is it? So, it's not cold enough to kind of damage anything, is it? Oh no, it's not that kind of freezing. But it's like fifty degrees during the day, which is uh, ten degrees Celsius. Thank right. you. Oh, That's bloody okay. our summer, man, Audrey. That's our oh, summer. Well, well, God bless you. That's um, <laughs> a little chilly today, so yeah. JB, JB, JB. All right, I'll just put JB in because he's. He has been busy this week, haven't you, lads? <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. So I'll just, yeah, show, I'll just yeah. show everyone there. JB's, if he can it, well, the saying is, if he cannot carry it, he'll drag it. And he's seen there, he's, he's seen he's got himself a nice new greenhouse. JB, how, how much, because this is, where did you find this greenhouse? This was a Facebook Marketplace special. Right. And how much <laughs> was it? Place for it was a tenner. <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah. i've got a send us a couple of pictures there and you kind of now to be honest that's did it come to because you were telling me you had some you suffered for some from some tight nuts yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, come on man i'm trying to run a show here man <laughs> it's not me that's really laughing <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. We're off to a good start. Yes, I did have some very tight nuts that I had to deal with. On right. This, uh, so, did you damage it by any chance or not? Or <laughs> the actual frame was all okay. Yeah, but I had about uh, seven or eight of those uh, nuts and bolts just had to be hacksawed off. Right. Right. Um, when when they're old, they just get completely <laughs> seized. Uh -huh. um, so I'm just glad that I took the hacksaw with me. And <laughs> you just need a little junior hacksaw to get in, right? And you've stored it nicely and carefully and safely. What yeah, it's so hell? neat. What? It looks so oh. neat and tidy at the moment. <laughs> it's just piled in a. Jimmy, it's just piled yeah. in a mess there, man. Where's because yeah, you had all organisation when you were taking it down, but that just looks like it's like I've had enough. I'm absolutely sick I was of it. In such a rush. I was in such a rush. This is literally today. This is around lunchtime today, and yeah, we just dumped it on the plot. It's not going to go anywhere, um, so I'll go up and start sorting that out. Right, and I guess it's taken up loads of time because you you're showing us some of the, what's happened here. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> he never plants yeah. any things. And yeah. then he gets oh, oh, look at that. Yeah, so this is my shame today. These are all my cacubits, my squashes, and <laughs> courgettes and cucumbers. Never. And what this is, is I recently, I fixed, I, so for ages I just had a, a skylight <laughs> in my greenhouse where um, some of the polycarbonate got blown out in the storm. So basically since February, I've just had an open roof um and it's been okay it's not been too cold in the evenings <laughs> but i recently fixed the glass like i got some new glass put it in and then just kind of forgot <laughs> because i've been so used to the greenhouse just being basically ventilated all the time and then we had a really hot day yesterday i didn't go down until like three o'clock and that is the scene i found wow <laughs> I was just like, oh yeah. yeah it gets warm in greenhouses <laughs> so did you manage to save them then have you have you yeah, most of them are okay. Um, oh, if they if they'd been the chilies, I would have basically would have called victory. Oh, I tell you what, I don't know, but I think Waitrose's plant standards have dropped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They should be hardier. So, JB, oh, then what's the what's the plan with the greenhouse? Because I know you've got you've got some free time coming. So, yeah, indeed. So. The problem is at the moment, I mean, it is missing quite a bit of glass. I'm going to have to spend probably best part of 100 quid getting it reglazed. There's a lot missing. Mm -hmm. um, but that's fine. You know, when the greenhouse is so cheap, that's fine. Um, the plan is to kind of have it next to the existing greenhouse. But the problem is, I don't know what to do about the greenhouse base. Um, because the greenhouse that I've got at the moment, I put that on some softwood sleepers. And it's, I don't think that was a very good idea. I don't think they're going to last too long. And it's a bit scary because once you've got like the greenhouse built on top of the base, you don't, you can't really be messing around with it once it's got the weight of the glass in there. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do for well, the base it's, yet. It's funny enough. I was talking to Mark, one of one of the allotments, and he's getting a, a new greenhouse. I think he's got about three or four on his plot now, and he did brickwork all the way around, then big big sleepers on top though of the brickwork. So. Yeah, the, our issue is we're not allowed any mortar or anything that sets hard on our right. pots. Well, That's then you've, pretty you've much got the to only go, rule. You've got to go wood, then, haven't you? Really, there's yeah. nothing. There's nothing else to kind of. The other option is you can get like ground anchors, which you can kind of like drill in, and they're basically just like glorified tent pegs. But um, the ground in that bit of the plot is so rocky. Like, there's so many stones. I think someone had a foundation for like a shed or something there at one point you know it's just unworkable but right. i'll figure it out yeah get probably there. go we'll to get there. again but we'll figure it out steve right. any recommendations for the young lad obviously open his greenhouse windows first to get some <laughs> you know what i mean that's kind of yeah shook she took that one from me <laughs> yeah i mean my my greenhouse at the back here i've got it on paving slabs and i've put mm. some brickwork in and then i've drilled and plugged into the brickwork Obviously, I've got mortar with the bricks on top of the slabs, but you could do that. You could go drill directly into slabs and then yeah. plug plug and screw your, your, your frame down to that, and that will give you some way to stop it toppling. Because you'll find anyway that once you've got all the glass in the greenhouse, it's heavy anyway. You just want to stop it toppling, don't you, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind you can Sounds get like you can get some kind of you can get some big old meaty chunky paving slabs, you know what I mean? Like mm, old count, yeah. council ones are huge thick yeah. things, you know what I mean? So I've just Audrey. seen someone in the comments actually. Right, they yeah. said um they recommended breeze blocks 
which is probably quite a good shout. But how do you... They're quite light. Well, there is. There's yeah, two different are, kinds, right? isn't it? You can get breeze blocks and then you can get, like, this, I guess, cement ones as well. Yeah. So, yeah. That'd be nice. Cause it's nice to have that a bit of extra height as well. <laughs> it's quite a short, a shorter greenhouse. So it would yeah. be nice to have it on something. So we had how you the don't let you. I suppose you can understand why they don't want you to have kind of cement there. When you, yeah. You go to mine. It's the same right? on our site. We're not allowed to use concrete either. Oh, so you just <laughs> just totally ignored their rule, did you, and just put it down? No, the, now my greenhouse is up here. I haven't done it down. Oh, the right, right, right. Also, so what? Is how you've you've mentioned this before, Steve? Is yours like a parish council allotment? It's not like it a is right, right, right. So there is someone governing governing the kind of rules of what you do there. Oh yeah, yeah. And we had a new parish council about five or six years ago, and they they overhauled all of the rules, and everything's gone to pot now. But we're getting back on top of them slowly but surely. They're just spending money stupidly because they see a job that needs doing. Rather than asking the allotment holders, because you'll find that most allotment holders are good at DIY and they can get the jobs done themselves. Mm-hmm. But now they're getting contractors in. I reckon in the last six years they spent close to seventy-five grand on our two allotment sites, and, wow. and they're needing to spend a penny of it. Have you got running water there, though? Oh yeah, yeah. All right, that's all right. That's all right. Audrey, I, I guess you on your tour. I didn't see you. You had a greenhouse, I don't think you did anyway, so... I don't, but I'm still thinking about the tight nuts. I, can't I know, I know, that. I know. He's slacking them <laughs> off, so he's, he's, he's out of, he's out of okay. kind of dangerous territory there with his tight nuts. <laughs> he's so young. He's too you know? young. far too young to have tight nuts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's only the older generation. What... Um, are you allowed, Audrey? Because you're you're you've got some strict rules as well with your kind of ground. Are you allowed to have greenhouses and stuff like that? I, you know, I really haven't looked into it. Um, I think what we're going to do, we have a south. The back of our garage faces south, and so we're going to put a bank of windows in the back of the garage. Right. And I'm going to use like the last six or eight feet as a greenhouse. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to have another structure, right? Right. Oh, oh. So we'll see how that goes. So that I'll was, just again, if we have any questions, just pop them in the chat in capitals. I'll try and um, keep an eye out for them. Just have yeah, a little look there. Um, Audrey Stewart, Audrey has that cool stump effect of your big melons. Oh, I, I can see the type of show well, this is getting to know, now. This is just getting. I did, res- I did respond to him about <laughs> melons. They are just fine. You've... I think I said that in one show, like, and JB was giggling the whole time. <laughs> and it was one of those things I did not hear what I was saying. So you have because I've seen your video where you've actually come on, gentlemen, please behave yourselves, man. (laughs) You've joined. You've actually done the video about the melon challenge. Yes. Yes. So and they're all up. Right. There's not a big one among them. Just so it's we're all clear. Um. (laughs) So those are are going to go get hardened off this week because I want to get them in really quick. Right, right. Well, I did, Stan did promises. I hope you're listening there, Stan, so I can have a, a melon as well. He's grown some melons, so I'll try okay. and get onto that. 
that. Now, before we go any further, I'm just going to play a little video of uh, a gentleman called Glenn Solders. Now, Glenn's a local lad, and he got in touch with us through Instagram. And at the, our guests here, haven't Steve, JB, and Audrey, haven't seen his video, but I'm dead interested to find out what they think. Because in some ways, I think we're all a little bit the same as, like, I'm not saying organic, but more natural way of, like, feeding and growing and everything like that. And Glenn got in touch with us and says, Tony, I do it way, way differently. So I'm going to run this little interview, see what you think, and I'll have a little chat with them, everybody, in a second or two, or ten minutes. So we have on our show today, and I'm very pleased to have him on, Glenn Salters. Now, Glenn got in touch with us and listens to the show. You know, thank you very much, Glenn. Got in yeah. touch with us and says, Tony, I'm kind of living in the northeast of England and I've got my chilli peppers in my polytunnel now and they've got fruit on. And honestly, Glenn, I'll just say hello to you there. So when I seen you, Glenn, and I seen the photographs you sent over, it was like, that's not real. You know what I mean? I've been mothering my chilli peppers in this kind of closeted kind of, in, you know, like unnatural life thing. And you've got yours in your polytunnel with fruit yeah, yeah. on. And then you said, it's all about the science, Tony. And I was just like blown away because like, I think in, a, in some way I'm a kind of a traditional gardener, Glenn. So you, you know, you're in your like your messages and that, you're talking about, and I mean, I've got pipettes. Can you see this there? The pipette, I'm, I'm going to start using yeah. pipettes and special yeah, formula. You know what I mean? Cal Mag. Never, never done anything like this. So has the science of tomatoes, Glenn, always, or, or the science of gardening, should I say, been at the forefront of your kind of horticultural experience? Yeah, I think so. Um, so to start with, we talked about feeding and stuff like that. A lot of people just use sort of tomorite grow organically, use a bit of tomorite and let nature try and do its thing, which in its simple form, in its essence, that's perfect. You know, you might get a decent crop of tomatoes, you might get a lot of pests and diseases and a lot of things might crop up that you might not realise just a few extra micronutrients could sort all of them problems out. Um, namely, so I've just give you some information about CalMag there. And it's I'll just also show you this Calmag. This is what I've got. That's one of me now. That's you know part of the arsenal. I'm going to be kind of incorporating, Glenn, on, on on your recommendations. Yeah. So calcium, magnesium, and it's I think there's some chelated iron, and there's a lot of other nutrients in there like boron, sulfur, and all that. But you don't really need to know much about them. So in its simplest form, calcium increases sort of strong cell walls. You know, gives them really strong, vigorous growth which you tend to not get in abundance in sort of compost grown, container grown. You might get a little bit of it in your soil, if you've got good soil, but it's quite overlooked in magnesium as well. Magnesium helps promote a lot of chlorophyll, which that takes in a lot of light. You know, your red and your blue light, it takes a lot of light and it gives your plant sort of photosynthesis in abundance, which is pure energy to a plant. Now, so, well, Glenn, just, just just being from a naive point of view, why isn't, you know, because you always just see, you know, tomato feed, tomorite. Basically, yeah. it's tomorite. Why why is that so popular then if it's just a kind of mediocre, by the sound of it? 
so it's an organic fertilizer and people have pushed that for many years you know it's healthy it's healthy it's healthy and it is healthy as well you can also get organic calcium magnesium um and i'm not opposed to either i use both i use synthetic and organic i will just use anything that suits but tomatoes are really heavy feeders tony so if we're going into the science of things you've got i don't know if i showed you like you've got little ph meters yes sort of, and there's something called an ac meter which is electrical conductivity so basically tomatoes need an ac range of about two to three when they're starting to flower and grow very vigorously and a lot of people can never even hit their ranges i mean the stuff in my tent is just under two so i'm not even hitting my maximum potential feed so on the back of tomorite it'll say maybe feed once a week really if you put an ac meter in your soil i bet you're not even touching one ac mm-hmm. which in tomatoes at that like i say at the peak form need to be between two and three so, so this was well then this was the thing as well that got me was because you says oh tony i feed every day and yes. it was just like that and again was like you can, every day i was yeah. i was told by my mother once a week Give a good tomorite feed and you're done for it. So this is what, you know, like just if any folks are listening there, to do with this once a day is quite a startling, almost, yeah. you know, it's almost like steroids, you know what I mean? It's classed as fertigation. It's big in America now, and I think it's just starting to get big in this country. So plants are a lot like humans. They need We need food every day and water. I need yeah. quite a little bit, Glenn. You know? I know, and alcohol. So. But... Uh, and plants are very similar to us. They need food every day. Now, if they can't get as much as they need out of the soil, out of the nutrients, we have to help them do that. So in America, fertigation, this new way of, of, of irrigating, the feed is already in the water that they irrigate with, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so the, the Americans have been doing it for probably the last 15 years, at least, that I know of, just from like sort of research and stuff like that. And it's never done the Americans any harm. I know just sort of uh, Holland. Holland's a very big tomato sort of grow under glass at the minute. Um, and I think they're starting to do the same thing. So they call it fertigation. So, so they will do it every single day to keep them high EC levels up, which tomatoes need. Right. Well, what i tell you what got me is when, well, Glenn, is when you showed us the photographs, you showed us actually some chilli peppers yeah. in, in the polytunnel, like you say. And I don't know when you put them in. Is your polytunnel unheated? Yeah, it's on here. So that in itself is a miracle. Do you know what I mean? It's like, because we have early on had like lower temperatures, and I'm not talking about kind of through the wind that much, yeah. but you've obviously had your chilli plants in way before anybody else, and they're still going, yeah. you know what I mean, I, that I, they haven't been touched. I put my chilies in. I've got the grow temp behind us, like I say. Um, I put. I started my chilies the first week in March, um, put them in the tent about... 19th of april i think i sent on the photo to you so they haven't had long so and that's just from constant feeding every day you know a little bit of feed like trickle feeding like i I was Uh just saying to you before but just getting back to the this is what i still find quite remarkable getting back to the because i've been and i think it's hit everybody you know we've had cold snaps and you lose things you you don't seem to be losing any things with cold snaps is that down to the the, the actual the condition no. you're making them plants now I, I put my plants in during the first few frosts to be honest I, I pick 
I personally put them in over a warmish weekend, like a mild cloudy weekend. You're talking 12, 13 degrees. Put them in on, say, a Friday. I've already given this heavy dose of feeding that I've been talking about all the way through. From about four weeks on, I start feeding. Put them in as early as sort of eight weeks. Uh, they've got the life. They've got the strong sort of rigidity, the hardness from just the feed. And growing under glass or growing under polytunnels, you don't need to harden them off. They sort of do it naturally through nutrients. Mm-hmm. So unless a really sort of harsh frost comes, you're talking minus one, plants, tomatoes, um, your cucurbits, your nightshades, they can all last down to one degree, believe it or not. And they might just be slightly stunted, but you've got to feed there to pick them up. Right. So as soon as, it, as soon as it's warm, the feed's there. A lot of energy, a lot of sugars are taken up. They're flourishing. So if you can keep your polytunnel above one degree, well fed, and mm-hmm. you're, you're fine. Well, like I say, I'll, 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 I'll paste in some photographs and then we can see like the chilies. The, your chilies are, are looking now what mine looked at the end of the season. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's like, yeah, that's, yeah. and like I say, that's just you know feeding once a week with kind of tomorites and all you know that. But it's just remarkable for me how you can get you can kick it off even earlier than what you know. I'm yeah. I'm almost at the point now where I'm kind of terrified to take things to the polytunnel just because of the slightest knock. But if you feed them right and you give them the perfect conditions, you're saying they'll kind of they'll stand yeah, up a little I'm, bit. I'm, I've got plants. I'm still about to put some in. I've got uh, around about thirty plants. I think I messaged you, and I've got to. to I'm going to put them in maybe this weekend or next weekend and what i'll do is i'll just put them i've got a shelf pretty similar to yourself i'll put them on the shelf and i'll let them sort of adjust in the polytunnel for about like i say three days and then i'll start and pot them up um, and once they've adjusted to the polytunnel that's all they need one last question then just before we kind of shoot off just so i can kind of get steve's and you know jb and audrey's thoughts on this kind of almost intensive feeding has the science ever let you down do you know what i mean you know have you ever come to a plant and said well it, i've got you know the formula says but why is it doing this uh, no the science has never let us down due to feeding you know if i'm very meticulous and methodical should we say and i know just from experience what deficiencies my plants have so if you get to know your deficiencies in your plants, you know, why is this this? Why is this? Is it mobile? Is it immobile sort of deficiencies? Once you know that, it's just pest control. Um, and if you're good with your pest control, you should have no problems getting good crops and high yields. Oh, Glenn, Glenn, you've got me thinking, you've got me excited all over again. Listen, a big thank you for coming on. Like I say, it's it's going when yeah, you reach out, it's just kind of lovely to have you on there. And I'm sure you'll be in the chat and you can answer people's questions or I'll send folks over. Have you got a YouTube channel where can we find you, Glenn? I haven't got a YouTube channel, but I've got an Instagram page and I'll just get it up here. Right. Well, I'll certainly I'll um, put it on the, the show notes yeah. as well. Yeah, you've got my Instagram. That's all I use. And, right. and that's pretty much it. Uh... Glenn, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Tony. A pleasure. There you go. So there was, like I say, Glenn got in touch with us, and I'm sure he's in the chat if anybody wants to kind of go over and have a chat with him. And it was nice because I wanted, I know, like, he's probably the polar opposite of Steve. You know, Steve, we talked about it, you know, the other. No? All right, he's shaking his head there. So, Steve, let's, we'll jump to you straight away, if you don't mind, Steve. And just get your overall thoughts on Glenn 
and he's like process and you know what his method because I've never I've honestly never heard of like everyday feeding and I know Glenn says you know <laughs> there is like organic methods you know like the cow mags you can get them organic and there is the synthetics so what's your take on just you know after just watching that video oh, a couple of couple of quick points the cow mag stuff I I put that in my soil in a different way I use rock dust that's available from Scotland. That's got all those trace elements in, uh, and that's what I've used for quite some time now, and that's brilliant. But that's a separate discussion, really. On the feeding, it shows you how much you were watching my channel last year because you should know already about me that I feed my tomatoes every day, and for exactly the same reason that Glenn said, as a human, if you drink water for three or four days, then have a big meal, you're not going to be very well at the end of it. You've got to eat, and you've got to eat and drink. I try to water my tomatoes every day once the fruit in, and every day it's got a weak solution of feed in there. I don't go heavy so that every time I'm putting something in the soil, it's there for the roots. There's no point putting the feed in on Wednesday, and then on wet Friday, you're watering. You just water, and you're washing that feed out the soil away from the plants. So every day... And that's why the water butt's in there, and I put the feed in the water butt. And I made a whole video about it last year, and I've just made another video about it today, which will either be published tonight or tomorrow morning. What Glenn did say as well, which I thought was interesting, Steve, is he says, you know, if you do this kind of intensive feed, especially with, like, the the, the, the CalMag and everything like that, he says you'll get, like, you, you might get what's called a nutrient block, He's, you know, so I'm kind of in my mind. What I kind of told us to do is just give, like, say, maybe once a month, a good flush with water, like a, a normal water feed, and then carry on. You know, you flushed it out. You haven't got, not going to get this nutrient block as well. So, what what else did you think of the interview, then, Steve? Are you because very good to be honest with you? I mean, I've just learned an awful lot from that. Um... I didn't know about the EC thing, so that's something for me to go and look up, find out about, and then test and do my usual thing and uh -huh. stuff. I, I didn't have a clue. I know all about pH meters, he mentioned. EC, totally new to me. And there was a couple of other things. I'll have to go back over and watch it again. Uh, well, I'll like I see, he's, he's, he's in the chat and he's... Bit. He's more than happy to kind of come on and have a have a chat. But I just thought it was kind of fascinating, especially when he showed us Very. his photographs of, like, his peppers. Like, that was another it? thing I thought was interesting, that he puts his chilies in at one degree in his polytunnel, and by feeding, he gets around this hardening uh, up. So, again, that's something new to me and something I'm going to have to pin down for my own use moving you, forward, you know. Do you so, know what this means, though, Steve? to get battered. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know what this, do you know what this means, though? There's a lot more testing for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Well, that's, that's great because that's what excites me about gardening. Uh -huh. If there's something new happening every day, you know, every day's a school day, and that keeps me interested and keeps me... For, you know, moving forward, uh, more well, things like, to do and learn about. That was really. exactly that was exactly the same when, like I say, when Glenn got in touch with us. You know, I, I got this excitement all over. Do you know yeah. what I mean? JB, now I know you need help with your, <laughs> you know what I mean, with your, with your plants. You know what I mean? Because it kind of. 
So what what did you take from that then? Because you know we're kind of two chili growers there. I know Steve's got a bit yeah. of a tickly tummy and he can't. He doesn't like heat. He doesn't like hot <laughs> things. And you know he's chef that doesn't use doesn't cook with chilies. Spoils the meal. Is that what you said, Steve? <laughs> no, not at all. I just I like to be able to enhance a meal. If you're going to put an ingredient into food, you've got to be able to taste it. That's all. That's Everybody's. It everybody's a bit more tolerant of some heat than others, you know. Um, I would love, and I mean this wholeheartedly, I know that some of the, the mid-range chilies have got very fruity tastes and flavours. I've been told that countless times, and I would love to be able to taste that, but I know they would be too hot for me as it stands now. If I started eating chilies regularly all the time, then that tolerance yeah. would build up in me and I could experience it. But, you know, there's two of us in this relationship here, and it really doesn't agree with, with Anne's stomach, unfortunately. So we don't use chilies a great deal. It's just one of those things. <laughs> Shut pull him on that. Do you mean, like what Steve mentioned as well, what got me is when Glenn puts his, you know, he's putting his chilies out in pretty cool conditions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And both me and you are kind of, you know, dancing around, tiptoeing around the bloody weather and all that nonsense. And if we're just kind of, have you have you got any reservations of go, like doing say intensive feeding like that? No, not at all. So I'd be interested. I mean, it was just the tip of the iceberg. It felt like I'd definitely be interested to hear lots more about the because it doesn't sound like he's feeding that intensively. It just sounds like he's doing little and often, which is, I mean, generally considered very like. You know, it's proven like that is that is a, a very established way of doing things that I mean, pretty much hands down the best way you can do for chilies um, is either hydroponically or um, with a drip irrigation system so that you you release a small amount of water at regular um, intervals with a, a diluted amount of feed. The problem is that unless you've got a proper setup with all that stuff, it's very difficult to do. Um, and for a lot of allotment growers like you and I, you know, we can't get down there every day. Um, and you don't want to have a weak link in the system. You know, if you've got a dripper set up and it, it breaks <laughs> or your irrigation system breaks, then, you know, there's a lot of sensitivity. Whereas if you go down and drench your plants every three or four days, you know, it, it's a little more resilient and it, it won't be as optimum. But um, that's kind of that's how I do it. I would love to have. Uh, a back garden set up with automation and all that kind of stuff. Maybe one day. But, um, I know the, yeah, the, I the, the automation sounds there. lovely, but I just, I just for me, like say, honestly, I was like brought up my mum, you know what I mean? Like Tom Wright once a week, nice feed, you know, when the fr flowers mm. are going that way. To to know that there's this other method, you know, and I like what Steve said, a little bit weaker, you know what I mean, every day as well. But to see his fruit, <laughs> you know what I mean, on his plants there now, was quite startling yeah i think you still have to be careful and you know he's talking about stuff like nutrient blocks and that's probably a sign that you're just overfeeding and then you're kind of wasting it you know if, you, if you're if there's too much and you're then having to wash it but out this is where the this is where gb the science takes over and this is what glenn was saying if you've got your, your monitors and your monitor and you know your ec you'll know it's kind of things are going and then you do your flush and then you're back on and to be honest, I had a chat afterwards, the video, and I were kind of online for a little bit, just because I could have sat and talked to him. You know, there's so much he's kind of, you know, he just, he's mm. throwing away tips and tricks. Like, the, it's like 
confetti. Do you know what I mean? It was like, well, what did you say there, Glenn? What did you say there, Glenn? Audrey, is, is that something, is this something new for you or? Uh, Calmeg, uh, use on tomatoes. That is, that was not new. Uh, this, I, I, the whole time I'm listening to him, I'm thinking, okay, the only way I would be able to do that is to maybe like have IV bags uh, going into my tomatoes. <laughs> no, and I'm not, I'm all, I'm kidding, but I'm not because then I could get that slow drip of nutrients that he's talking about. Uh, Cause I just, and, and again, I've, I've heard about the whole injection and I have, um, I have drip irrigation here so we can inject uh, nutrients into our drip. Uh, I know a lot of people who do that. I, I, I guess I'm still a little old school in the way I do it, but I'm very interested in what he had to say. Um, I think that's definitely worth a good look. What, Audrey, what's your feeding setup then for your tomatoes? How, you know, your daily routine or your weekly routine? Well, I, uh, when I plant them, I plant them with uh, an organic tomato fertilizer. We don't have Tama right here, so I'm not really sure what that is. Uh, but I use an organic uh, slow-release um, feed in the hole. I put um, uh, the stuff I love. Um, the fungi. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I put that in. <laughs> and then I water them every couple weeks. And I spray them with CalMag. And I just spray them and I find I need to spray again right when they're setting flowers so that I don't get any blossom end rot. Um, and then I water them every couple of weeks with a, a fish emulsion. Well, that's it's when you just mentioned the blossom end rot there as well. Glenn mentioned that as well. You know, you can kind of kiss that goodbye with this kind Absolutely. of. Absolutely. Mag takes care of that. Uh-huh. Um, and I didn't learn about, I never had blossom end rot until last year because I was growing some of my tomatoes in a container and you know obviously you're you're limited uh, the plant is limited in what kind of nutrition it gets and I had blossom end rot and as soon as I sprayed it again with CalMag it was fine well there's a there's a certain other method as well that I kind of do that um, I think is is worthwhile considering a prayer <laughs> and I pray to God Almighty. I get down on my knees to that garden gun. Just once, just once, let me have a tomorrow. We thought you, we thought you were waiting. <laughs> oh no, no, no! He never listens. Never listens. Right, I'll see. Questions then. Let us just uh, put me on there. Marita is asking, any recommendations for a blueberry? Would it grow well in a large container? Now, I feel like that could be Audrey. A blueberry, is that something you might dabble in, Audrey? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, it will grow in a large container. Absolutely. This is the first year, actually, I'm moving mine into the ground. So I've had great success with large containers. Do you, what about feed then? I just make sure it's um, acidic, um, and that's I just add a acidic uh, soil addition 
but I do test that a couple times because the more acid the soil, the tastier blueberries and the more prolific. Yeah. Right. Steve, any anything to add? Blueberries? Um, not something I've ever grown. Um, I just, all I know about them, I think it's ericaceous compost you need for it. Uh-huh. I've never, ever, ever grown them. And uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing this last <laughs> never, never grown them. Eh? Uh, look if he's grown no. a tomato. <laughs> and if he no, does I'm grow them, I'm... if he does grow things, they look like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my blueberries. Oh, like that. <laughs> did everyone see that? <laughs> hey, hey, old Vicar, look at mine. Cute, Mister. <laughs> you see, but it's like when when I'm kind of doing, I'm kind of, I just brush it off. But now, because somebody else, JB's got it done, I can kind of yeah. totally, totally go to town on it. What we're talking about, JB? I've lost my train of thought. Are you not um, blueberries? Yes, you'll not be doing. Yeah, I'd love to try them. Um, I eat quite a lot of blueberries, so it's definitely once again. I lit. I do have an actual list of things I would like to grow if I get a second. Uh-huh. That list's um, no good, man. That list's pretty gathering dust. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I need to um, maybe if I start protesting outside the council, they'll give me one of the abandoned plots. <laughs> We've got Twig, the Welsh urban gardener, is asking, and he says, "Sorry, you meant last month." He says, "When is the latest month you can sow peppers, chili seeds?" I'm sure now we're probably, are we probably a little bit kind of too late for soon, JB? I would think so. I'm going to, I'm the resident chili expert. Probably. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it all depends on, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> it, all de- <laughs> it all depends on um, how big you want your plants to be, right? Because you can, if you, if you want to try a new chili that you've never tried before, you can just like force some, you know, grow them in small three inch pots or like one liter and that will have enough time to get to its full size and you will be able to get some fruit off that and try it. But if you want a proper, you know, a full full size plant in a five liter to a 10 liter pot, then yeah, you probably want to get that in yeah. mid April at the very latest. If you've got a fast growing um, chili pepper, one of the Annam families can be quite fast growing. But um, yeah, I think coming into may now well the end of may yeah well stew tubes asking jb and i might as well keep you on there my chilies are only about eight inches that's fine isn't it there's nothing wrong with yeah 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 i'd say that's definitely fine mine are probably about that um and you know mine are doing pretty well they're doing better than they did last year and last year Uh, what did you see? Yeah, was it doing year, well? They were pretty good. Last year? Last year was a distant memory. Once I've got the pictures, last year was a distant memory. I should have never oh, showed you this one, should I? So I'll tell you what, because um, I know Glenn's in the, in the thing, but Fan, Fan Dabby Dorsey is asking, is CalMag safe for vegetables rather than flowers? Is anybody, Audrey, I guess you must know then. You're spreading on your orders. Well, I, and there was a question too, a follow-up um, with that. I use a foliar CalMag feed. It's organic and I just spray the foliage. Um, and I have no idea if that works on, plant, on flowers. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. That I, I never even considered that. Mm. I don't know. Steve, I've got a question. Rubik Cube is asking here, and I'll put this on you. What can you use to complement comfrey? Use to complement it. How, um, I'm I guess, sure I guess like a, another another feeding as well as comfrey. Or is that all you well, use actually? Pretty much. I mean, um, as I say, I've made a video about feed today. There are a couple of others I use. I use a nettle tea. And if I've got time and a barrel free, I will make a weed tea. And that's basically anything I've taken out of, you know, if I've been weeding anywhere. So they'll all go in a barrel with water. And that includes with all the soil and whatever weeds, they just go in there. As long as you sieve it later on, you've got a good general purpose feed there. Nettle tea is really good as a nitrogen source. So for things like your brassicas or your lettuce and your comfrey, your comfrey uh, liquid, you use that with anything that's sort of fruiting or flowering. And they sort of cover the whole gamut of things that you're going to need on, uh, f- you know, feeding in a garden. Right, right. I'm just going to jump to John Boyle's asking there. What solution percent ratio did he mention? This is Glenn mentioned for, a, say, a 10 litre watering can. Well, John, Glenn recommended to me just to start off, like in baby footsteps, like a three mil of dose of Calmag. So that's my pipette. I got them on I got them on Amazon, I think. And it's just a three mil. So I just in there, in the like a two gallon watering can, mix it up. He did mention as well potash for tomato feed, which I'm putting in as well. And what Glenn mentioned, which I thought was a great, he says a good experiment would be to try it on like in the I'm not saying damaged not saying damaged plants because these are damaged plants. You know what I mean? I'm going, but on me, on my um, what was the Brad's Atomic to try it on there to see if they were kind of rejuvenate, you know, and kind of get things back up. Mm. So three mils is Calmag. What else can we chat about? What tell you what? Why we're on about kind of feeding and everything and polytunnels and greenhouses, Steve. We're now coming yeah. into some, and I know that's JB's showing them photographs, which is an ideal kind of lead in, JB, to this kind of topic. But shading your greenhouse and shading your polytunnel, mm-hmm. you know, JB's found out the hard way, kind of the sun just is like, you know, she's, she's, a, she's mm-hmm. a cruel mistress if you don't. Uh, yeah, she can be. All right. What's any advice? Um, well, if you've got a greenhouse, you can buy uh, a whitewash, which you can paint directly onto the glass of your greenhouse, and that will shade it. Or you can put shade cloth on, or you can do the same in your polytunnel, you, or you can set shade cloth up with um, just bits of cane and string and wire in your polytunnel, you know, very Heath Robinson. And all your shade cloth needs to be is just some sort of woven netting you don't want sacking, obviously, because that cuts all the light out. But just something that diffuses the sunlight coming in. And, of course, you want ventilation as well, both ends of your structure, if you can. Well, what? because I've never bothered, Steve, with kind of, say, shading, but I've always had, it gets to roundabout now, I leave both doors open. So I've never kind of come into trouble with either in a bleaching hot sun as long as I've got this kind of through-draft yeah would that still should i still be thinking about shading 
Um, if we get if we get like a severe summer like we like we used to do in the seventies, probably. But we don't really get that many severe summers anymore. But I mean, I don't like the I don't like the idea of leaving the doors of the polytunnel open over, overnight. That's when things get in and mess around in there, um, and it can get too cold sometimes. So that's why this year I'm I am fitting some windows, as I said, I think on the last live we did. I'm fitting some windows that automatically open at both ends of the polytunnel, and that will take care of that. And hopefully, I won't need to shade. I haven't needed to shade anything really for a couple of years now. You know, because we'll get on. Just Steve, you've got one of those, you know, like say the Amazon polytunnel ones. You know, the green ones. Are they right? You know, are they good for shading? Are they? Or will I think I just so, let, yeah. let as much light as the normal polytunnel? I don't think they do. I don't think they let in as much light. Things do struggle in there, certainly the early part of the year. Uh, and that was demonstrated by, I think, peppers. I think, was it last year or the year before? I had a ton of pepper plants in there, but they all just stayed green and none of them ripened at all. And I think that was because I was in one of those green, mm -hmm. you know, green checkerboard polytunnels. Now, do you guys ever feel like you need to shade things outdoors? Well, I was going Not to ask yet. you. I was going to ask you, Audrey, what you know, because yours is all outdoors, and you've got your kind of your, your blistering right. heat. You said, what, yeah. "What? What do you do for that then?" So, I if I have uh, any kind of brassicas that are uh, that, of course, are netted, uh, I shade them come uh, July Fourth weekend, just because they just they don't like to be hammered with sun. And they like mm -hmm. the sun, but ours hammers. Mm -hmm, uh, yeah. So I shoot them for, you know, until it starts to cool off again in like late September. Right. Right. GB, yeah, what shaded. Are... Sorry, Steve, what, what was that? <laughs> when I used to grow giant pumpkins, I used to shade the pumpkins on the really hot days because that would, the sun would really harden the skin. And as I'm trying to get this pumpkin to swell, it right. would crack. And rot, right. so no. yep. squashes yep. would uh, get some shade if it's I, severe yep. sun. So yep. it's probably me, like you say, we haven't had severe, like severe sun. You know what I mean? It's like we're up north. You know what I mean? The kind of softy southerners. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like kind of different there. What What's your take on it all? Because you, you know, two greenhouses now. You have to be careful. <laughs> yeah, you can't no, be doing. I mean, you can't be doing yeah, that no, no, no. anymore. <laughs> You've got to be on your game, man. <laughs> <laughs> the reason they're like that is not because of sun; it's just temperature. Um, that's because I was an idiot. Let's we'll just have a little look again. For too oh, long, dear. Yeah. Me. <laughs> they're going to haunt my <laughs> dream. <laughs> <laughs> so, so JB, would you um, have you heard of what Steve mentioned? You this kind of white on the windows. Yeah, well, the new greenhouse that I've just picked up, half of it has got oh, that's white right. on it. I'm yeah, so, um, I'm sure. On, yeah, look, I. Yeah, you can see a little bit on the top there. Yeah, a few of the panes have been whitewashed. Yeah. So I'm hoping that. I, well, I might just leave it, but. They knew um, what yeah, they were doing. Felt, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> I've never felt the need to shade, um, but, you know, I, I've never really had issues with crops bolting <laughs> everything gets eaten by the slugs before they could bolt the only thing that i find <laughs> bolts or really gets hammered by the sun is pak choy um I, I don't know if shading would really help that and as well on my plot i do have a massive great big tree so from about right. three o'clock 
it casts quite a lot of shade on everything. So um, it's not full sun on my allotment. It's for me. It's ventilation. That's the that's yeah. the one thing that kind of above everything else. If that if it just if I forget to open the polytunnel or. I, you know, you go back and like everyone's seen has had that year, but you know, where it's just kind of, it's just horrific. You know, you go and you think, bloody hell. Do you know what I mean? And yet, you, it looks like your soil has never been watered for weeks. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. crispy hard, and you think, I was here yesterday. I soaked them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, but it's only the top half inch, isn't it? It's only the top half inch or inch. Underneath, it's still moist. Well, are you sure? <laughs> God, what else then? What else we told us? Any more questions? I'll tell you what, um, Clive Rutherford saying if anyone was interested in blue lab EC meters are good. Now, I'm not sure how much an EC meter is or anything like that, but it might be worth because I'm like, say, going to start. Having to go like the Calmag and the, just to, to see what what happens, you know. What I mean, anybody wants to ask, I see salty pepper still in there. So by all means, ask Glenn's any questions. Um, going through, I see one from a Robin from Robin Miller. Right, read it um, out it's then. Directed it's directed to me. Um, can I keep lettuce going in the heat of summer? Um, she struggles. Or he struggles where they are. Um, I do, but I only grow uh, heat tolerant varieties of lettuce in the summer, and I keep them in a shadier location and lots of water. Yep. What would in your area then, Audrey? What would you expect if you if you didn't use heat like shading ones? You know what I mean? What's what would oh, happen? If to I you? Oh, I think it would bolt like within days. Mm -hmm. Oh right, right. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would not tolerate. So the ones you've got, they're pretty kind of rock solid, dependable. Well, right now I still have my spring ones out, but as soon as I start sowing more for to replace those, I'll do all heat tolerant mm -hmm. varieties that that are very resistant to bolting and can take a lot of sun. And when when will you start doing your? I guess your second sowing of salads. Probably uh, mid to late June, mm -hmm. and then I'll let them go right through till the frost kills them. <laughs> Steve, what about you then? Do you take into consideration like the heat for like say? Because I'm now trying to go all in on salads. You know what I mean? So I'm just kind of rifting on this topic a little bit, where I was basically just going to keep on doing the same, plant and replant and resow the same. Kind of probably ten little varieties that I've got. Are you? Do you make a considerable effort to think right? Summertime, summer lettuce. I I try my best to. I, I sort of go half and half with that. Um, I know roughly what a good lettuce is for the summer and for the winter, but I also have favourites that I want to grow regardless of whether they're suited mm -hmm. to the temperature. So I I do a lot of that, and that's why quite often in my uh, lettuce patches you'll often see spaces because they've just died because they're not right but I want to try and grow mm. those just because I like them GB what about you 
Well, I don't grow that many salad varieties. I quite often try them and then <laughs> they don't do too well. But the one that I have is called, that always does really well, is called All the Year Round. <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> a, a pretty round, standard butterhead lettuce. And it's so good. And you can, you can chuck anything at it. So if, you're, <laughs> if it gets too hot in the greenhouse, it doesn't mind. If it gets too cold overnight, it doesn't mind. It's, it's like the perfect Do you know why that is? Because they're, like they're plastic. That's why. <laughs> Did you say if it's it gets too hot in the greenhouse? It survives. Yep. All right. Yeah, like that, exactly. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. The lettuce looked fine. <laughs> I, I didn't show the, the picture of the lettuce. fine. <laughs> but, yeah. I meant to ask, was there like a sale on headgear? This week? Oh, have you not noticed that me and Stephen <laughs> have got this? Was I, was, was I not invited? I mean, what? <laughs> well, we've, we've worked out because there was some background sound, and we worked out it was us talking, going into Steve's speakers, speakers and then into his microphone. So, as you can oh, guess, oh. that kind of bamboozled him for a. See that's why I got that. <laughs> We're going to all game with Jamie later on. We're doing some gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Minecrafting. <laughs> um, Audrey, just while you're on there, let me just put you... Grown in Scotland is asking Audrey, when you're saying spray with Calmag, is that on the compost? Or are you actually spraying your foliage? Oh, I'm. it's definitely a foliar spray. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, but I think what Steve was saying earlier is that he treats his, his soil... I just, I, you know, honestly, I just found it easier to spray it on my foliage. Right, because so. I'm just, with me, I'm just kind of mixing it in my water and then just, sure. and what Glenn says, just count five seconds. So this is my kind of setup for the next, you know, this season to see how it goes. I get a two-gallon watering can, three mils of the Calmag. Well, I put the, the, the potash, the, is it potassium, I think, the tomato feed in first, mix it, three mils of that, and then that's one watering can, Five seconds, count to five, is enough for one tomato plant. One, two, three, four, five. Move on to the next one. And I can get four watering cans at the moment, do me tomatoes. So that's my kind of setup. He's right. impressed. Yeah, he impressed. He impressed. <laughs> anything <laughs> else? Let's have a look at if i got anything about... I'd just say as well, a really good and cheap source of um, calcium or magnesium. One or, one or the other, uh, is um, just Epsom salts. Um, and you might have those lying around the house. I sprinkle a little bit in with my chili potting mix, um, and you can use that as a, a foliar spray as well. And that on chili peppers is quite good early in the season. It will kind of darken their leaves and help them in that hardening off process. Mm -hmm. I've heard that as well, GB, to be honest. Um, yeah. I've got a question here for Sarah, because I've, I've experienced this, Sarah. How can you prevent red onions from Bolton? Well, I just stopped using sets, and I'm now trying seeds. If you're using sets, Sarah, um, it's best to probably try and get heat-treated ones, but they still kind of bolted for me. So I bought red onions that I know somebody else had sown from seed, and they worked. Steve, any, any advice for Sarah on Bolton red onions? Do you get a lovely crop of red onions? I did last year, but they, unfortunately, I think they must have had a touch of white rot because they didn't last long beyond sort of October and they were all gone. 
and most of my garlic as well, apart from the elephant. That, that all went before October. But I, I don't... Red onions is one of those difficult things, I think, to grow in this country. You'll certainly get better results from seed or from yeah. heat-treated sets. But don't... You, you, you quite often see them in the budget superstores, just cheap onions or red red onion sets and you, you're attracted to them because it looks like there's about a thousand of them in there just stay away from them because they're next to useless mm -hmm. he treated sets or better still grow grow your own from seed it's not difficult well i actually Even grew, I do that i grow mine i stick mine in the red the red ones but then i just pull them as spring onions do you know what I mean because i know they're going to feel yeah. and it's miserable and it's going to Mm. Audrey, what about you then? Do you have any trouble with red onions? You look in there, you're going to say, no, perfect, not, not, not a fault. Oh, that's Disney what I on. need to wear. Mickey Mouse ears next week. <laughs> 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 How about that? Uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be my... Uh, okay. I, I have not had problems with red onions, but I grow them from seed. So. Well, I'm hoping this year, like you say, if this will be, be a defining moment in my gardening kind of calendar just going from seed it, all it means is though a bit more hassle but actually i was thinking of bringing one of the propagators into here in the early months you know like the fe the kind of february yeah. time and just having a little table using one and then taking things into the tunnel you know what i mean because like you say you don't need a big tray to uh, so order you send us over them sunflowers and i'm sure there must have been about 50 I've gotten 50, you know, load of sunflowers, and it was just one packet, but it was just put into, like, one little seed tree, pricked out into a bigger tree. So, yes, I don't know where, where I'm going there with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Red onions, right? No, no, I, we're all confused. <laughs> hey, what day is it? Don't forget, <laughs> next, next week, it's on Tuesday. We can't, if anyone's just joined, it'll be on Tuesday, 7 o'clock, but it'll be on Tuesday. We have just went over the hour. Just went over the hour. Do you think that's it? Anybody else got anything else to say? I had a few more things. I was going to mention everybody's talking about um, micro cherry tomatoes. Anybody oh. heard about these micro cherry tomatoes? Oh, <laughs> He's got an He's got an opinion. What is it, lad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they've been around for um, quite a few years. I've seen the little red currant ones uh, before. The time, you know, the size of a red currant, and they're not bad. But um, yeah, they're nothing. Nothing ever new comes up in gardening, does it? It's just a different way of doing it. <laughs> well, I think something million they were called when I grew one. I, something, and I got loads. Was it or something? What's it called, Steve? Sweet, sweet million or something like uh, that was uh, it? And millions of them, but what a far fun to pick them off. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Just saying that there's no. It, you know oh, what I mean? it it is horrible to try to pick them off. Mm -hmm. I think you have to actually serve those as an entire. Uh, Vine. Truss, mm -hmm. and yeah. that's kind of what mm -hmm. I was trying to do on a salad. I'd put the whole truss on it because I'm like, I am not picking all those off. <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy, it's crazy. Talking of tomatoes, Tony, I've got those tomatoes. I'll be, I will be sending them off to you this week. Now they're all oh, right. This week now is it because I'm looking at the postman yeah. every day, and I, I'm asking. Right. You know what I mean? 
Actually, Barry's uh, crazy, Jerry. They're about a foot and a half tall, man. That's decent size. All oh, right, we'll right. Get, oh, I'm we'll, I'll get them packaged up and couriered over to you. Well, that'll post be post haste. Post haste, I'll be making a little video of that because I'm ready to kind of go there now on the other side. So I think my right. chilies will be going in soon. I've got. I'm just going to use one because I. I think I've messed up. I mentioned this on the on a video that I haven't ordered by the by the sound of it, aubergines or grafted tomatoes or anything like that. So no, I'm going to have some space in my polytunnel. I, I don't think you have because where we got them from last year, Tony, the aubergines was Delfland Nurseries, wasn't it? They're not aye. doing them this year. Aye, I know. So, and what it's like a what a shame because they were quality plants to be honest they just worked yep. all the time but no and in light of those efforts that i was sent last week those from jay parker's those little farty <laughs> things i was sent unbelievable so what have you done with them steve have you are you still going to try and run with them, them are you? i've potted them on i mean uh -huh. um by the time the, the video had been out about two hours and suddenly there was an email in my uh, inbox from Parkers telling me that they'd refunded me for them. They were awfully sorry about not getting oh. in contact, about being late and everything. There's now an apology on the topic itself, and I pinned it at the top. Um, oh, wow. But even so, they should have been a bit more pro proactive. And I'm hoping that from the conversation I've had with him, that they're looking to improve things, to be honest. So, well, that's nice to know, to be quite honest, because I think sometimes you're just kind of shouting in the wind. Nothing. Aye, yeah. So, well, good on you to kind of name and shame. To be honest, Steve, it's like it's about time some of the you know folks would so kind of do that. I'll be doing an update about what you said to me and where we're going with this uh -huh. uh, in a, in an upcoming video when the plants come down to the allotment and I try and plant them on. So, see, it will be good as well. It will be good as well at the end of the season to see what you've got to see. Yeah. I did everything right. And they still haven't worked. You know what I mean? The, yes, yeah. it's nice green foliage, but that's not what you want. Do you know what I mean? You kind of no. want a, a, a pepper. Listen, ladies, gentlemen, JB, thank you very much for coming. <laughs> one, one last time. One last time. There, there, there we go. One last Fantastic. time. Uh, I will listen. never send you a photo of something. That I <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting any never. photographs of you now. Yes. <laughs> well, listen, everybody, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Don't forget, I keep on not doing this, but you can subscribe to my show. That will be fantastic. Next week, next Tuesday, 7 p.m., hopefully we're going to get JB, Steve, and Jesse from Plot 37 on for a little chat as well about her little disaster with tomatoes. So, everyone. I'll, oh I'll be in the chat. I'll be well, in the chat. Oh, lovely. Next. Audrey, thank you very much. Thank you very much. A big thanks to Glenn for doing that video. Yes, that was my Glenn. Glenn, I'm I mean, excited about that. So, cheers, pal. Oh, oh, I'll be in touch. Bloody hell, the old, the old boy's getting excited. The, the dragon has risen. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Toodle pip. No, bye wait, bye. Wait, wait, wait. Is there any. <laughs>